Okay, so today, today's daf is Tzadi Tet in Psachim. We are going to begin the new parak of Arve Psachim, which is the parak that deals primarily with the Seder, which is why it's uh, much of the Halachalim Haaseh that people learn is from Arve Psachim, and it's also one of the first prakim a lot of times that kids learn in Gemara. We finished Tzadi Tet Amud Aleph yesterday to complete the parak of yesterday, so that's why we're already on Tzadi Tet Amud Bet at the very top. And the next few Dapim are kind of short, so it will give us actually the opportunity to discuss maybe a little bit more of Halachot and a little bit more practical application, a little bit more of the nuances uh, than we normally have the time to do. So that's good. So it says, so there are, in our Gemarot, in mine at least, it says Erev Psachim. Now there's two, there are different uh, texts. Yeah. Most, of the, most of the commentaries, they have the word Arvei Psachim. Um, Tosfot mentions both. He says it's either Erev Psachim or Arvei Psachim. So Arvei Psachim is usually what the parak is called. What do you have? Erev. You have Erev, yeah. So on the side it says Arvei Psachim is, is more correct. And that's usually what the parak is called. You see on the top it says Arvei Psachim, even though the Mishnah says Erev Psachim. So it says Samuch Mincha, close to Mincha time, by which it means um, a half an hour before Mincha Ketana. Mincha Ketana on a perfect day that 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. would be at 3.30. So half an hour before that is 3 o'clock. Obviously, it doesn't turn out to be exactly 3 o'clock. It's a little bit early, a little bit later. But uh, that's the concept, okay? A person should not eat a meal until, uh, until it's nighttime, okay? And Rashi explains that because it's a greater mitzvah to eat the matzah when a person is hungry and if he comes if he's eating all afternoon and snacking a lot of times we laze around on the Erev Pesach because um, because we're like finished with a lot of what we need to do and you know you sort of have this rush to the uh, to the finish line in the morning on, uh, to burn the chametz and then there's not that much to do you know I guess the cooking is still going on but besides that it, a lot of times we snack and nosh and all that so I said, you shouldn't eat too much because uh, you want to have space for the matzah even a poor person the most the poorest person should not eat until until he has a chance to lean, and as of course Rashi says, the way that the uh, to show freedom, to show chirut, even though he's uh, you know he, he has to wait until the evening to eat, and lo they should not deny him the full four cups of wine for the say even a person who is so poor that they're taking from the tamchui, the tamchui there were different levels of tzedakah the tamchui is the, is the highest level or the lowest level depending on what you look at. In other words, it's a person who doesn't have. Um, even two meals, they 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 they're so poor that they maybe have one meal left that they that they know that their their next meal, but after that they have nothing. That person takes from the tamchui. It's like the the most dire level of of tzedakah need. Even that person who's taking from the that fund still gets a full four cups for his seder. Okay. Now these halachot seem somewhat unrelated, and uh, just it's also worth noting that starting in the tenth parak of Psachim, only the tenth parak has the Rashbam on the side. The Rashbam was a grandson. He says a student of Rashi. Um, uh, he, uh, he he. It says here Perush Rabbeinu Shmuel Talmid Rashi. He was the he was the uh, the the student of Rashi. So uh, really, he was a relative of Rashi. Of course, he was uh, he was the grandson of Rashi. But the um, but he said it's it, he 
adds a commentary which is almost like a lengthier version of Rashi's commentary to the 10th parak of Psachim. And the Tosafot also on the 10th parak of Psachim are a little bit later Tosafot than the ones, meaning they were written by a later generation of Tosafot than the ones that we usually read. But here they, they have a couple of important questions that they raise. First of all, they point out that when it says not eating in the afternoon Erev Pesach, we already learned in Masechet Shabbat that a person's not supposed to really have a meal in the afternoon before praying Mincha. That's a separate issue, right? So, so Tosafot says, even the person who, is, uh, who already prayed Mincha should not have a meal in the afternoon of Pesach after 3 o'clock. That's what the Mishnah is saying, because of the mitzvah of Matzah. Then he asks another question. He says, and this is the Tosafot that says, Lo yochal adam. He says, Ve'im tomar, ma lo yochal. Im matzah filo kodem nam yasro. We know we can't eat matzah on Erev Pesach. Anyway, now this year with Shabbat, it's even more complicated. Right? We can't eat matzah on Erev Pesach. And there's, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with eating fruits and vegetables. Everyone agrees that that's okay. So then what is it that you're not allowed to eat? He says it's talking about matzah shirat. It's talking about like uh, egg matzah. It's talking about the kind of matzah that you're allowed to eat on Erev Pesach. Even, you shouldn't make a seuda out of it after three o'clock, meaning you're allowed to eat uh, vegetables, fruits, uh, drink some coffee, things like that. You're just not allowed to have something that's considered filling. The only option would be you obviously can't eat chametz in the afternoon air Pesach and you can't eat um, matzah the whole day. So therefore, it's talking about the, the things that you're allowed to eat that are mizonot. And then he... Um, Similar, so then, the, interestingly, in the next Tosfot, he asked another question, which is, we don't eat on Erev Pesach after that, we're not supposed to have a meal, but we eat the entire, we eat a lot of food and we drink a lot on, at the Seder before we get to the Afikoman, which, you know, which is, uh, you know, which is really the one that's supposed to symbolize the, uh, the, the you know, the, the final eating of the Matzah. He says, well, a person on the Seder, he's, he balances himself, he realizes he has to eat these different things, he's aware of it, but when it's in the afternoon, you're not thinking about it. He's like, I'll be hungry tonight, I'm going to eat and I'll be hungry tonight, and you don't realize it. That's the answer he gives for that. He also asks the question that everyone asks, which is, why does it say, Ad you don't eat until the evening. So this is actually very important. In the other, sh- in Shabbat and Yom Tov, it doesn't mention that. When it mentions that you're not allowed to eat on the Arab Shabbat, let's say, you should, you should be careful about what you eat because you also don't want to end up not being hungry for Friday night dinner. But it doesn't say Ad until nightfall. Why does it say it here? Because it's telling you that you're not allowed to start the seder until nightfall, right? Other Shabbat, Shabbat and Yom Tov, you're allowed to start early, right? You're allowed to have early Yom Tov, early Shabbat for the other meals, and it's okay. There's no special mitzvah that you have to eat after nighttime. But matzah and, uh, and oh, the mitzvot of the of Pesach night have to be balayla. It says specifically at night it has to be. So therefore, um, that's why it says Ad that's a, a, um, another thing he asks, the Tosfot ask, is why does it mention the poor person here? And he gives two reasons why it might mention the poor person here. One possibility is because you might have thought that a poor person wouldn't have to lean at the seder because he's not really free. He's really very low. Like he's very lowly. So it's saying, no, even the poor person has to ad shiasev, has to lean and show freedom on the night of Pesach. That's one interpretation. Another interpretation he gives is the fact that it says you can't eat an ad shetechshach until nightfall. You might think, well, a poor person who really has very little to eat, maybe he's allowed to have maybe an exception. He should be able to eat, you know, because he's very hungry. It says even he should wait until the seder so that he concentrates his eating on the seder. So that's some interesting points that the Tosafot raise here 
Um, uh, he, the, the one last one is, does everybody have to have the Arba Kosot or just the person making Kiddush? He says, uh, he says, really, you might make an argument that just like for Kiddush, only really the person who says Kiddush has to have the cup. Everyone else, they don't have to have a cup of wine. And even if they don't drink anything, they fulfill the mitzvah of Kiddush by listening. says, you might say the same thing here. says, but we are strict and we require each person to have their own drinking of the Arba Kosot. We don't just say that the person who is the Balabai does it. Now, Gemara says, might you psachim. Our Mishnah implies that only on Erev Pesach do we have this rule that, you, uh, that you're not supposed to eat in the afternoon, right? But really, even Erev Pesach, even Erev Yom Tov in general, and Erev Shabbat, we have the same concept. Rabbi Yudah says that on every Friday and every Erev Yom Tov, starting from Mincha and on, meaning starting from around 3.30, you know, 3, 3.30 in the afternoon and on, you have to stop having a meal so that you enter Shabbat hungry. That's what Rabbi Yudah says. Rabbi Yossi omer, ochil shach. Now Rabbi Yossi says, no, you can eat all, all afternoon, there's no such rule, you don't have to, you can eat whatever you want, as long as you prayed Mincha, we're assuming that there's no issue of the Mincha of having a meal during the time of Mincha, but he says, you're allowed to eat in the afternoon, it's no problem. But Rabbi Yehuda says that, no, this rule of not eating in the afternoon applies to every Shabbat in Yom Tov. So why only here? So the Gemara answers, so Rav Huna says that this whole halach, this Mishnah is only necessary for Rabbi Yossi. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're not allowed to eat on a meal in the afternoon of any Erev Yom Tov or Erev Shabbat. Only according to Rabbi Yossi do we, that you're allowed to eat on every other Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov. But here on Erev Pesach, you're not allowed to because you have the mitzvah of matzah, special thing. Meaning, in other words, according to Rabbi Yossi, on every other Shabbat and Yom Tov, let's say you ate a lot in the afternoon. Okay, so you're not that hungry, so you don't have such a big meal Friday night. You just have uh, wine and you have one bite of bread and you did the mitzvah. There's no... You don't have to eat a lot on, on, on Shabbat, so you didn't, right? So he says, there's no mitzvah, but here where it's matzah, if you don't eat it with a, you know, you have to be able to eat some and, and you should enjoy it. It's a mitzvah. We want, we want it to be something that you eat, you know, with, uh, with some, uh, you know, and not, not against your will, you know, not like you're disgusted by. So, the, so that's different. Where a Shabbat meal is about your appetite. If you don't have an appetite, so eat a little bit and you're okay. But matzah, you have to eat and you have to participate in the seder. So there, even he would say, you need to abstain from meals in the afternoon. You know, the truth is that even Rabbi Yehuda might agree with our Mishnah. What does it say when Rabbi Yehuda says you shouldn't eat on the afternoon of Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov? That says, which means 3.30 and on. But but before Mincha, meaning close to Mincha, 3 o'clock, he says you're allowed. He says that no, even Rabbi Yudah will say you go a little bit further back in Erev Pesach. In other words, every Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov, according to Rabbi Yudah, you're starting from 3.30, you're not allowed to have a meal. But according, but but on Erev Pesach, you have to go back another half hour. That's why it says Samuch mincha, close to mincha. That means going back a half an hour from the time that mincha could, you know, of mincha ketana, which is 3.30. Okay, but that's but is that true? So you're saying 
Uh, you're telling me that Rabbi Yehuda starts his prohibition on regular Fridays and regular Erev Yom Tov only from 3.30. It says 3 o'clock. Tesha means that, you know, starting from 6 a.m., the ninth hour is 3 o'clock, right? So, again, in that bright, that's very clear that Rabbi Yehuda says that you start from 3 o'clock. Not 3.30 on Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov. So he basically has the same rule for every Erev Yom Tov and every Erev Shabbat. No, no distinction between Erev Pesach and the other Yom Tovim. Or, or even Shabbatot. So, so he would not need this Mishnah that mentioned Erev Pesach. Because uh, it's every holiday for him. Right? So, Amar Morzutra, Man Lemalan Dimitaratztahi. Maybe this Brayta is not accurate. Dilma Mishabeshtahi. Maybe it's erroneous Brighton. Really, really, Rabbi Yehuda meant to say 3.30 for other Yamim Tovim and Erev Shabbat, and he meant 3 o'clock for Pesach. Amar le Marimar, Vitem Rav Yemar, Rav Marimar said, and some, Marimar said, and some say, say it was Rav Yemar, Ana Iklai, the Pirkei Rav Pinchas, Brayt Rav Ami, said, I was at the Shi'ur of Rav Pinchas, the son of Rav Ami, Vekam Tana, and Atana got up, meaning one of the people who recites Brightot got up, Vetanekame, and he taught it in front of him, Vekiblamine, and he accepted it. Right? So the Iachi Kashya, so then we have a problem. In other words, if you're going to try to, re- meaning, so this Brighta is accurate. Rebbe Yehuda actually said starting from 3 o'clock on every Friday of the year and every year of Yom Tov, you're not allowed to have a meal, including Erev Pesach. It's not going to be any worse or any better. So why would he need this Mishnah? Then Therefore, it must be like what Rav Huna said. Rav Huna said, you're right, Rebbe Yehuda, this is no Chidush. This is not a new idea of Erev Pesach. This is the same thing as every holiday. According to Rabbi Yossi, it's a chidush. Because according to Rabbi Yossi, you can eat all that you want until nightfall on Erev Shabbat. There's no rule that you have to stop in order to make space for your meal on Friday night or on every any other Yom Tov. Only Pesach, we have this rule. Okay, but is it really true even according to Rav Huna? Rabbi Yirmiya said that Rabbi Yochanan said, Some say it was Rabbi Abau when the name of Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yochanan said, Rabbi Yehuda Erev Pesach. And the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda on Erev Pesach. And the halacha follows Rabbi Yosef on Erev Shabbat. What does that mean? Halacha Rabbi Yehuda Erev Pesach. So the fact that you're telling me the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda and Erev Pesach, the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi and Erev Shabbat. So we know what the halacha and Erev Shabbat, according to Rabbi Yossi, is you can eat all afternoon that you want. But what does it mean the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda and Erev Pesach? You're telling me that even Rabbi Yossi agrees on Erev Pesach, you're not allowed to eat in the afternoon. So what do you mean the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi? I mean, the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda. You, you just told me that, that, that this Mishnah is actually telling you that even Rabbi Yossi agrees on Erev Pesach, you're not allowed to have a meal in the afternoon. Lo, halacha miklal depligi behafsaka. What we're talking about there is hafsaka interruption, which is a different case altogether. Detanya, mafsikin the Shabbatot of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi Omer, and mafsikin. So very interesting. Just like they have an argument about whether you're allowed to eat in the afternoon on Erev Pesach, and I'm sorry, on Erev Yom Tov and Erev Shabbat, they have a machloket. What do you do if you're in the middle of a meal and Shabbat starts? Okay. Let's say you start, even if you started like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so it was okay according to everyone, right? Then Shabbat starts. What do you do? According to Rabbi Yudai, you have to stop, say Birkat Hamazon, say Kiddush, and stop, start your Shabbat meal. You can't, you can't just keep going. Once Shabbat starts, you have to stop eating. Rabbi Yossi says, no, 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 in Mavsikin, keep eating. Okay? So that, that's what we're talking about, the Halakha follows Rabbi Yehuda. In other words, on other, other Shabbat, everyone agrees you're not supposed to have a meal on Erev Pesach in the afternoon, Right? On other Erev Shabbat, 
Erev Yom Tov of the, of the year, we follow Rabbi Yossi, you're allowed to eat as much as you want until the night starts, right? On Erev Pesach, everyone agrees you shouldn't do that. But then the question is, what happens if you did that, and now Yom Tov begins? So there we follow Rabbi Yudah, you have to stop. You can't keep eating and then start the Seder later. You have to stop, say Birkat HaMazon, and now start the Seder Kiddush. Okay, Umaseb Rabban Shimon Gamliel. So there was a situation with Rabbi Yehudah and Rabbi Yehudah for Rabbi Yossi and also Rabbi Yossi was there. They were all together having a meal and they were all eating and, uh, and, and, and it, was on, it was on a Friday. They were in Akko. And, the, and Shabbat began. He said, great men. Berebi is like a honorific title. Rabbi Yudas sitting right there. So Rabbi Yossi says, you know, I, I'm sorry, Rabban Shimon Gamliel says to Rabbi Yossi, you know, I know that you, you hold, Rabbi Yossi holds, if you're in the middle of eating a meal and Shabbat already started, Friday night, or Shabbat came in, you don't have to stop eating, keep eating, no problem, keep eating when you're done, do Berkat HaMazon, then you have to say Kiddush, of course, but no problem. That's what Rabbi Yossi says. So, and, and Rabban Shabbat Gamliel is deferring to Rabbi Yossi, but he said, you know, Rabbi Huda is here, and Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that if you're in the middle of a meal on Friday, and then all of a sudden Shabbat begins, you have to stop. So maybe we should respect him, right? Every other day you like my opinions better than Rabbi Huda. Now you're putting me down. Now, all of a sudden, you like Rabbi Yehuda better than me. That's from the Megillah we just read, right? It says, are, are you going to conquer the queen in, in my own house, right? While I'm in the house, meaning right in front of me, you're going you're gonna to throw me under the bus, as they say, you know. And you're going to take Rabbi Yehuda and tell me, what happened? He said to him, He said, fine, then we won't interrupt. Because maybe the students will see, and they will establish this is the halacha forever. They didn't leave until they established halacha was according to Rabbi Yossi. Now we're actually going to see that that's not the final discussion. That isn't actually the halacha lemaaseh that we practice. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi have two extreme views. If a group is eating a meal, or it doesn't have to be a group, a person is eating a meal on Erev Shabbat. Now we already said, according to Rabbi Yehuda, all year round, you're not supposed to ever be having a meal really in the afternoon of Erev Shabbat or Erev Yom Tov. Everybody agrees you're not supposed to do that on Erev Pesach. Even with Matzah Shiva, even if you make a Seuda on Egg Matzah and it's enough to be able to say Berkat Amazon, you're not supposed to do that in, uh, you know, from 3 o'clock and on in the afternoon on, on Erev Pesach. But if a person did, or even if a person started Beheter, in other words, they started very early eating, they started eating at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, everyone agrees on Erev Shabbat, you're allowed to have a meal at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay? And they're still eating, and now Shabbat comes in. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to stop. You're not allowed to eat anything more now that Shabbat started because now you have an obligation to do Kiddush. So what do you do? You say Berkat HaMazon and you start your Kiddush. You, you have to start over. According to Rabbi Yossi, no, what's the problem? This meal has nothing to do with Shabbat. This meal was from before. Where do we see an application of that? On, uh, on the other side, on Sudash Lishit. Because really, once Shabbat is over, you're not supposed to eat or drink until you say Havdalah. But since we started the meal on Shabbat, we keep going, even Pat, we could go for hours, yep. right? Until we finish, like the Hasidim, some of them, they stay very late, they keep singing. You could keep going as late as you want, as long as you didn't finish the meal. Why? Because the meal didn't start on Motzei Shabbat, the meal is a Shabbat meal. You just, you, you're still eating it. 
So that on the other side, Rabbi Yossi says the same thing. You start eating a meal on Erev, Shab- on Erev Shabbat. You went into Shabbat. No problem. Keep going. As soon as you're done, Berkat HaMazon. And then say Kiddush. Okay? That's what Rabbi Yossi says. The opposite of Rabbi Yehuda. There's a middle position that the Gemara is going to discuss next. But if I read it, we're going to be done with the Dab for tomorrow also to, to, already because it's so short. Right? So we were saying in the beginning of the Shi'ur, we're doing like some more of the Tosafot. We did like, we, I summarized the tosafot, all the Tosafot on Tzadi Tet Amud Bet pretty much in the beginning because that way, it's because it was such a short Dab. And there's a lot of Halakha Le here and interesting questions that are raised. So the actual halakha that we follow is something called pores mapaum mikadesh, which means something in the middle of the two, which is you don't have to stop eating, but you don't have to, uh, you don't have to stop eating and say berkat right away, but you don't continue eating. What you do is you put a tablecloth over the food, you say, uh, you say kiddush in the middle, and then you continue your meal. Like you basically change your meal into a Shabbat meal, right? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you have to stop the weekday meal, and start a totally new thing with Kiddush. You have to say Berkat HaMazonda. Rabbi Yosef says, no, you do have to do Kiddush, but you started the meal before, so just finish your weekday meal, and then when you're done, you say Kiddush. Right? According to the middle position that we're going to say... We already, we're assuming you did Mincha already. Right? You could do Arvid afterwards, but we're assuming you did Mincha already. Yeah. So, right, that's the, the assumption. Exactly. That was, one of, that was the very sec, the second Tosafot on Tadi Tetam Mudbet that we mentioned in the beginning of the Shi'ur. It says, what about the issue of Tefillah? It says, it's obviously assuming it had early Mincha. That's all. Right? So there, and, and so, that, so uh, here, the, another question that Tosafot asks here is, what about the issue of Kiddush? Uh, according to Rabbi Yossi, because Rabbi Yossi is basically saying, oh, you don't have to stop, finish your meal, and then do Kiddush. Okay, what happened to Kiddush b'mekom then? You always have to have a Seuda when you have Kiddush. So he says, oh, so one possibility would be to do it afterwards, but he says, even if you didn't, if you say Kiddush, since the Kiddush is right after the Seuda, it's also called b'mekom Seuda. And you could, you could fulfill them come suda. He says, what about an Erev Pesach if you, if you do this? What happens if, if you interrupt the, your meal on Erev Pesach? You have to say Birkat HaMazon. He says, what you can do is you can do everything out of order. You do the first cup with the Birkat HaMazon. You do this. That's a, he has a creative solution. But the, idea, the main point is we actually hold by the middle position, which is right after this in the Gemara. We can look at it. We're, we're not going to go all the way into it right now. But if you see, it says, Yeah. That's the view that actually is a halakha said that if you run into Shabbat, you stop, you cover the food, and you say Kiddush in the middle of the meal, and you basically make the, the new meal into your Shabbat. You make the previous meal into the Shabbat meal. Like Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi are both saying you can't, tr- a meal that's a weekday meal, you can't make it into a Shabbat meal like that. Right? So, so either you can finish it and take as long as you want, or you have to stop it. But it's not going to be a Shabbat meal. You don't say Kiddush in that meal. According to Shmuel, what you can do is interrupt the meal, say Kiddush, and all of a sudden you, ch- you, you, you change the, uh, you converted the meal that you started on Friday into a Shabbat meal because it said Kiddush in the middle. Then there's a whole discussion. Do you have to say Hamotzi? Do you not say Hamotzi? Is it considered interruption? But the main point is that the, they're trying to deal with the issue of the transition Erev, uh, Erev Shabbat into Shabbat. And the halacha is that a person is, like the Gemara here says, that on Erev Shabbat, Erev Yom Tov of the, of the, most of the year, we don't keep this rule that you have to, uh, we follow Rabbi Yossi, that you don't have to 
abstain from eating on the afternoon Erev Shabbat and Erev Yom Tov all year round because we don't say that uh, we, you don't have an obligation to be hungry for Friday night. If you want to, it's considered like Midar Chasidur, it's very nice. You want to be hungry for the Shabbat meal, you want to save your appetite, but there's no mitzvah to do that. Only on Erev Pesach where it's a mitzvah to eat the matzah with desire and, and, you, and you enjoy it, because you want to enjoy them, it's like you don't want to say, "Oh, I, I can't look at food. I ate all day." So then, you won't enjoy the mitzvah. So everyone agrees that on erev Pesach, you stop having heavy food in the afternoon around three o'clock. In Israel, right? it became uh, mostly among chilonim. It becomes uh, things to make a wedding on Friday. On a Friday of of Shabbat, yeah. erev Shabbat. Yeah, yeah this is kind of a day off. Right, right. right. They, well, you know, it's interesting. They, they so because they have a suit. Yeah, yeah. They had, they the did that. If, it's, it, if you look at the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says that this was a Minhag Ashkenaz going back to the old times. Especially because, I don't know why, you know, partially because you get a day off. Just like people like to do a, a, a wedding sometimes right before a Chag because then they get the time off. They, they can spend the time off. But they, they would do it for that reason, but also because they, didn't, they were very poor. So they, they didn't have money to make a fancy Shabbat, to make a wedding. So what they would do is they would make the meal run into Shabbat basically they would do the wedding and they would make the meal run into combine. Shabbat and they would combine it and that way they also was, it was better it was more economical for them than having to spend because they really in, especially in the European Jews you know they were they were really struggling so the Ramah mentioned that they used to do a, a Friday afternoon wedding it's like actually even later than Friday like Friday afternoon and then they would make the meal into their Shabbat meal and that way they, they were able to uh, I think it was par- probably partially because they wanted the time off but also because it was economical for them to have that you know every every penny counted and they, they didn't want to spend so much money yeah yeah the Ramah the Ramah specifically says they had the this was Minhag yeah they, they had the Minhag, Ash, the Minhag Ashkenaz uh, that they, they would do that but nowadays people don't like to do that because you have issues of Chilul Shabbat same thing with yeah. Saturday night weddings that Ravadia was very very against Saturday night weddings and I myself saw this myself I try I always tried to push people away from doing Saturday night weddings because even the religious people had a hard time not doing hachanot, like doing preparation for the wedding when it's Saturday night, and it's like they would try to do things that are not melacha, but they really you shouldn't be preparing for Saturday night. This and the right, yeah, but even there, it's very hard. Like yeah, the whole afternoon, and then and kalvachomer, if they're not religious, that they will do all kinds of chilul shabbat for the sake of the wedding. So, so I, it's always better to try not to do this, those Saturday night weddings for that reason. But this about the meal to make the meal into the shabbat works fine. And in fact, there's a, there are halachot that talk about what do you do if you have a uh, if you have a sheva b'chod at Pesach at the seder. The, the Shulchan Aruch talks about what do you do if you have a sheva b'chod at the seder. You have to say the sheva b'chod on the on the third cup of the you know uh, at, at the at the seder because that's, I guess Bikata people Mazon. would do that. Yeah, on the Birkat Hamazon cup, just like you would at the normally, and you're not allowed to add cups. So, you know, we would do it in one cup, but it's, uh, it's discussed because they would do that very often. Rabbi, this instance, 